listening to the best damn podcast that the internet has to offer. From the Sniper of Snipers. They talk about my one-taps. The Gamer of Gamers. Hail to the King, baby. And the best damn charity streamer that the world has ever known. Get back to work, you slacker. That's right. This is the Clock Nine Show. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. Now, a lot of you guys have asked me to for my opinion on Kyle Rittenhouse and the whole trial and everything. I waited till the trial was over to release a podcast on it because there's a lot of things that I learned in this trial that I actually thought were fact and they were not. Again, this is where I, I've talked about before where I don't really trust everything I read. Um... But before we start, I got, I got our sponsor, Artesian Builds. If you guys haven't checked them out yet, there's a link down below. If you're looking for a brand new custom PC, Artesian Build is the way to go. And I've already had people reach out to me asking, how come I don't have one yet? Don't worry, we're working on one soon. So make sure you guys check out the link below, artesianbuilds.com. Use my code Glock9, G-L-0-C-K-N-9-N-E to get up to $200 off your custom PC. Now, here we go. So, if you guys don't know the story about Kyle Rittenhouse, I've, I've learned through social media this week, there's a lot of people that are, like, upset about it who obviously didn't didn't watch the case. They didn't watch anything on it. They didn't, they didn't even do their research on it. Because there's one thing that I don't understand from the very beginning is how people are labeling this as white supremacy or, or white racism and all this other stuff. It doesn't make any sense at all. So, the br- I'm going to give you guys a brief rundown of kind of what happened. We'll get into, into everything. So... Kyle Rittenhouse was 17 years old at the time in August of 2020, and he was in Kenosha where, you know, we're going to go through these debunks in a second. Uh, They said he crossed state lines. He shouldn't have been there. The gun was illegal, all this other stuff. Uh, He was was, um, attacked by one man who he ended up shooting uh, with his his AR, and then, you know, everyone starts collapsing around him, so, you know, trying to get him, so he collapsed, or... He gets out of the whole collapse of the crowd. He's running down the street and they're chasing him. And here's the part that I don't understand. People don't see it as self-defense, but as they're chasing him down the street, yelling, get his ass, get his ass. And then he falls. And then one man tries to hit him in the head with a skateboard, which is number one, assault with a deadly weapon. That man gets shot in the chest as the other man uh, points his handgun at him. And then he gets shot in the arm, almost blows his arm off. And then Kyle Rittenhouse continues to run towards the police that are coming with his hands up. Weapon not in his hands, behind him, and immediately gives up to the police, tells them what happened, and they actually took took him in. That's the brief description. So I want to go through quickly on this show before people turn it off. There's a lot of lies that have been told through the media that we learned through the trial. This is where watching the trial and watching all the evidence and all the alibis and all this other stuff is more important than what you've seen on social media. Okay, so I'm actually going to read, read this... Um, this article is actually from the New York Post, uh, from Miranda Devine. It's, it's called 10 Heinous Lies About Kyle Rittenhouse Debunked. And this is all coming from the trial. So this is all coming from what they what they learned. So uh, she writes, of all the willful lies and omissions in the media's coverage, the Steele dossier, Brian Sicknick, uh, and the Covington kids, Jesse <laughs> Smollett, the Wuhan lab, Hunter Biden's laptop and so on. Nothing beats the evil propaganda peddled about Kyle Rittenhouse. They try to make Rittenhouse case about race, but it's about class. Punching down at the white working class son of a single mother. I can't believe this is on New York Post, by the way, uh, because they don't see him as fully a man or fully human, and it makes them feel good. They lie about him because they can. 
The central media narrative is that Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist whose mother drove him across state lines with an AR-15 to shoot Black Lives Matter protesters. All lies. A quote, a white Trump supporting MAGA loving Blue Lives Matter social media partisan, 17 year old, picks up a gun, dies from one state to to the other with the intent to shoot people was the typical form. John Haleman, MSNBC's national affairs analyst. So let's get to 10 lies about the Rittenhouse debunked in court. Okay. Number one, he killed two black BLM protesters. All three men he shot in self-defense during the violent riots in Kenosha on August 25th last year were white, which is which is one thing that kind of blows my mind with the whole racism card. It was it was one white kid who shot three white people. So I don't understand this whole racism you know argument. But then again, I've I've said this before. It's my own personal opinion that the the word the word racist or racism has truly lost its meaning for the fact that we throw it into every single thing. Unfortunately, like back in I think back in the day, if someone were to call me racist, I would be the worst thing that I would ever be being called in my life. Like I, no one wants to be identified as a racist, but nowadays we throw racism in with everything to where it's just like we we shrug it off now because we we say it so much. It's like yeah, whatever, okay. It's it's something we just we don't truly see a lot of true racism anymore. You see bits and pieces of it, but like everything is thrown out there is racist. No matter what it is, like this situation right here, there's nothing. I don't see anything racist about this situation. But again, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, number two, he crossed state lines. So he lived 20 miles from Kenosha in Antioch, in Illinois, with with his mother and his sisters. But his father, grandmother, aunt, uncle, cousins, and his best friend live in Kenosha. He had a job as a lifeguard in Kenosha and worked a shift on August 25th before helping clean graffiti left by rioters at a local school. There, he and his friend were invited to join other adults who had been asked by the owners of a used car lot in Kenosha to guard the property after 100 cars had been torched the previous night. When police abandoned the town to rioters, Kyle took his gun to protect himself since the rioters were violent and armed, including, for instance, Antifa medic uh, Gage Grosskirtz, who lunged at him with a loaded Glock pointed at his head before he shot him in the arm, which is all true. Uh... Number three, Rittenhouse took an AR-15 across state lines. Uh, Esquire accused him of, quote, terrorist tourism, which is false. His rifle was kept in a safe at his best friend's stepfather's house in Kenosha. Number four, the gun was illegal. This is where a lot of controversy came from when the judge dismissed this call. But, you know, so number one, this is wrong. Under Wisconsin law, he was entitled to possess an AR-15 as a 17-year-old. The judge, the judge dismissed the gun charge, which the prosecution never should have brought up in the first place. So uh, this this article doesn't really go into um, doesn't really go into the details about that. But as soon as the gun charges were you know uh, dropped, everyone of course the very first quote you see is, "Oh, if he was blocked, they wouldn't have discharged it." Well, due to you know Kenosha's state laws, as a 17 year old, he was allowed to own a rifle because of the barrel length. That is that is as Wisconsin state law. That's Kenosha's law. It doesn't matter what you think about it. The fact of the matter is, he was it was legal to have, and he it wasn't kept across state lines. It was kept in Kenosha where he was at. Plain and simple. You may not like it, but that is the facts. Number five. This is one that I actually believe for the longest time, and I'll, I'll say my you know um, feelings on this one. Rittenhouse's mother drove him across state lines to the riot. 
Uh, Wendy Rittenhouse, 46 years old, never went to Kenosha. She slept late into the morning of August 25th after working a 16-hour shift at a nursing home near her home in Antioch, she told the Chicago Tribune. Kyle had already gone to his job in Kenosha when she woke up. See, I honestly thought that was true. I heard it everywhere. I on I honestly thought that like she drove him there. And you know, if you, you guys ever heard me talk about it, it's like I was like disturbed that like because I don't believe. And we'll get into my opinion in a second. I don't believe Kyle Rittenhouse should have been there from the, from the beginning. Uh, seventeen, whether you're seventeen year old, eighteen year old, you were in a war zone. I and I you know. I thought his mom actually drove him there. Like, what are you doing driving your 17-year-old kid with a gun, you know, whether he's there to protect it or not? Like, that's just bad parenting. Like, I I was like, you know, as a you know, father of four, I was like appalled. Like, why, where in your mind would you think this was a good idea? And it, it was proven, you know, due to alibis, due to her working, all this other stuff. It was proven that this was all false. And I, and I actually felt like an idiot because I, I thought it was absolutely true until they were talking about it in court and they were actually talking about he drove himself and all this other stuff. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, I actually believed that she drove him there. And I, you know, but it's one of the things where you read, you read something, you don't know it's true or it's not true. Uh, number seven, Rittenhouse is a white supremacist. Uh, as then candidate Joe Biden labeled him in a tweet showing the teenager's photograph. Uh, when White House Press Secretary Jen, Jen uh, Psaki was asked to explain why she slyly smiled or slimed Rittenhouse again without, without naming him as a vigilante. Uh, in one story, the, in, <laughs> the Intercept used the term white supremacist 16 times. The accusation has become holy writ, uh, but there is zero evidence. The FBI uh, scored Kyle's phone or scoured. Kyle's phone and found nothing about white supremacy or militias. The court heard uh, all they were all they saw were pro police blue lives matter posts from a kid who had been a police and fire department cadet, uh, wanted to be a police officer or a paramedic, and once sat near the front of a Trump rally. Uh, that was enough for the media to brand him as a white supremacist, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, number eight, he quote flashed white power signs end quote with Proud Boys. After spending three months in jail, Kyle was freed on $2 million bail two days after his 18th birthday last year and went went to a bar for a, for a beer uh, with his mother and other adults, which is legal in Wisconsin. Yes, it is legal to drink at 18 with a, with a guardian. He posed for selfies with strangers at a bar who the media say are proud boys and was pictured with, with <laughs> making the OK sign with his thumb and forefinger. Uh, the false claim that this is a white supremacist sign comes from a 2017 hoax on a website called 4chan to punk liberals uh, who keep falling for it. Biden used the gesture frequently. It was unwise to pose for the photo, but it does not mean Kyle is associated with white supremacists. Yeah, I don't understand like where that came about. I, I guess right there is it was all just a, a lie to get you know the other side to believe it. We're literally doing the okay symbol like with your hand is now mean it means white supremacy. I or I don't know. It, there's always something new, right? You can like literally sit there and be like, okay, and then next thing you know you're racist. I, I whatever, dude. Um, actually, fun story. In case you guys did not know, uh, if you guys remember the guy uh, who made my pillow, uh, Mike Lindell, he actually is the one that paid the two million dollar bail for Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, no one, no one else really stepped up or did anything like that. But he. Uh, Mike Lindell from My Pillow is the one that paid his bail. I just recently found that out. It's actually a really cool story. Uh, number nine, he wore surgical gloves to quote cover his fingerprints end quote. 
this pearl was spread by Matthew Modine, another celebrity big mouth. Kyle wore gloves because he was giving first aid to protesters. His face was bare, so he was hardly hiding. This is very true. Uh, if you actually watch, uh, you know, some of the videos from that night and stuff like that, he actually was helping out the other side of rioters who actually ended up getting hurt. You, you see uh, pictures and some video of him, of him actually uh, giving them aid and bandaging some people up, even though he didn't agree with them. He he was actually there originally um, giving them aid. So that is actually very true. Uh, and then number ten, this is one. This is one of the ones I love the most. Uh, Judge Bruce Schroeder is a Trumpy, racist, racist bias towards the defense. <laughs> this slur is based on the fact that he would not let the prosecution use the term victim. Common practice when the jury has not ruled on a case. He told a lame joke about Asian food for, for lunch being held up by the supply chain crisis. And his phone ring tones like, <laughs> sounds like a 1980s Diddy played at Trump rallies. Ridiculous. In fact, Schroeder is is a is a Democrat. He ran he he has run as a Democrat for the Wisconsin Senate and was first appointed by a Democrat governor. Bias was also perceived in the what the Chicago Tribune said was his highly unusual decision to allow Kyle to draw names randomly out of a container at the end of the trial to determine which twelve of the eighteen jurors would decide his fate. It's something the judge always does, he told the court. Uh, on the second day of the jury deliberations, Wednesday, the judge railed against me media distortions, although he seemed most agreed about attacks on his reputation. Rather than Kyle's, he threatened to stop trials from being televised, but that's exactly exactly the wrong solution. Only because the public was able to hear the evidence for themselves did they become aware of the the amounting dishonesty of the media coverage, which has threatened a fair trial and ensured riots if, if Kyle... Uh, was justly acquitted. So that's the end of this article from the. This is actually from the New York Post. New York Post. You know, if you guys know how media runs, New York Post usually doesn't post things like this. But there's a lot of things about this. So yeah, I'm gonna start with the judge. The judge to me seemed pretty fair. You, 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 the only thing I, I guess he does it all the time, but I have never heard of a court case where they actually end up. Uh, they actually end up. What's it called? Uh, pulling names out of a hat for the jurors. That was kind of weird, but I don't see how there could be any bias towards it. Like, you're still pulling the names out of a hat. It's still random. It's not like he purposely, you know, chose people that were going to be on his side and stuff like that. Uh, he made some lame joke about Asian food. It wasn't like a ra again. It wasn't a racist joke. He was he was saying, "I hope it's not being basically being imported on all the ships out there." Um, you know, because because they were talking. There's a story about there's a lot of Asian food, Chinese food, and stuff like that going bad out there on the cargo ships. So it's the price of sushi and some other things are gonna are gonna go up with the, with the food that are imported. So he made a joke about hopefully it's not Asian food that's stuck out there on the cargo ships. It's like okay, like maybe a bad time to make a joke like that, but like at the same time it's like it's not. I don't think it's a racist joke. It wasn't like oh Asian people are dirty or something. I, you know, it's not like he said something like that. It was just like. You know how people take things nowadays. Uh, as for the yeah, the OK symbol is just stupid. Uh, again, I fell for I fell for the mother drove him across state lines thing for months. I I honestly kept telling everybody that I hope I hope the mother gets in trouble because that's just neglect. That's very bad parenting. And then to find out that she was never even there, like wait, how did I how did I believe this for so long? Well, because I believed a false narrative that I kept seeing online that was not true. 
And I think that's one thing. I'm not trying to toot my own horn by saying this, but I think it's one thing we lost nowadays. We, we've lost the, the, you know, no one can admit when they're wrong, right? No one can ever admit when they're wrong. And here I am admitting, you know, I'm admitting like, yeah, I thought this was true and I was wrong. You know, I was duped. I, I believed a false narrative. Um, the other one, again, everyone started labeling the, the judge racist and this and that, especially when he uh, dismissed the gun charge. But the thing is, they clearly stated the law. It was by the barrel size. The barrel of the gun was was uh, longer, so it was deemed as technically a hunting rifle. And it's just, it, it's law, plain and simple. Do I think that he should have had one at 17 years old? Should he have been in the first place? No. So we're gonna, I'm going to give you guys my opinion on the whole thing. So Kyle Rittenhouse, um, whether he thought he was being a patriot, thought he was doing the right thing, whatever, uh, a 17-year-old kid should not be standing out in the middle of a war zone uh, that this place was. I mean, like they just said, the place they burnt down like a hundred, a hundred used cars in the lots the night before. It was a full-on riot. It was a war zone. You should not have been there. Um, whether he, his mom knew, his parents knew, that whatever. Like he, he was being a seventeen-year-old kid. He thought he was doing something right, and it, it, and you know, you saw what could have happened, or what, what it could have got a lot worse than what happened, but. He should not have been there. I don't believe the seventeen, you know, seventeen year old. As, as someone who's a gun fanatic who loves guns and stuff like that, you shouldn't be seventeen years old with an with an AR fifteen or any kind of gun um, standing out there in a war zone and not expecting anything to happen. But thank God he did have it because there is a story that came out and they talked about. It, they didn't talk about it in here where he actually didn't want to carry a gun and they told him if you're going to be out here, you have to protect yourself and basically made him take it. Um, but the thing is. At the end of the day, he shouldn't have had. He shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have had it. I think it was a poor decision to be there. No one, you know, no one should be there, honestly, uh, because there's been so many videos over the last couple of years. Uh, people, you know, the video just came out after this whole verdict. Some dude, some dude just like straight got beat down and jumped in the middle of the street uh, for no apparent reason, just because he was out during. You know, they're all rioting out there, and you know, just like last year or in 2020 during all the riots in the middle of the summer. Uh, people were getting killed. People were getting bricks thrown at him. People were getting shot. It was like, it's, it's somewhere you don't want to be. I don't care if it was even my own business. I wouldn't be out there because number one, people exactly what happened with, with the first guy, uh, Rosenbaum, who he shot first, who tried to lunge at him and take his gun away and was attacking him. As soon as he shot, it created a bigger problem. So, you know, just you and, and what, what started the whole thing was literally, him just having a gun in the first place. If people see a gun, they go, oh my God, you're going to shoot all of us. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's, that's not how it is. Um, and they were obviously outnumbered, which, which made like Rosenbaum think that he was going to be okay. And then he ultimately got shot in the head. Um, and then, Rose, you know, and like, why would you chase a guy down the street with an AR? If you're so afraid of it, why are you chasing him while he has a gun and then attacking him while he has a gun? That's where I sit there and say, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Um, you chase, chase someone with a gun when they're trying to get away and then you attack them and then you get shot. It's kind of hard for me to show you a little bit of sympathy because that was really stupid. Um, I wanted to go over to this other post. You can kind of see, uh, you can kind of see this post from the, this is from the New York times. Um, I can't, I can't find the date on when this was written. I think, but you can kind of tell this is the older one before, uh, Okay, this was like three or four days after the whole incident 
happened. So I'm going to read a little bit of this for you guys so you can see kind of how things are worded. Uh, a teenager who walked amongst protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Notice they call them protesters and not rioters. That was not that was not a protest in any way, shape, or form. Um, a teenager wa who walked among protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, carrying a military-style semi-automatic rifle, was arrested and faces charges of first-degree intentional homicide in connection with shootings that left two people dead on Tuesday night. Kyle Brittenhouse, a 17-year-old Illinois resident, appeared in on multiple videos taken through the, throughout the night by protesters and bystanders who chronic chronicled the events as a peaceful protests gave way to chaos with demonstrators, armed civilians, and others facing off against one another and the police in the in the darkened streets. The New York Times Visual Investigations Unit analyzed hours of footage to track Mr. Rittenhouse's movements in the moments leading up to and during the shootings. So, number one, just in this first paragraph alone, you notice how they try and scare you with the, quote, military-style semi-automatic rifle. At least this is the first time they got the, the term semi-automatic rifle right, but they had to throw in there the military-style. Ooh, you know, uh, like, okay, I'm, for any of you guys that don't know anything about ARs, AR does not stand for assault rifle. AR stands for Armalite, who is the maker who makes AR-15s. Um, number one, there's, you know, no such thing as an assault weapon. Because um, in reality, uh, in <laughs> the word assault is more of an action. So I can go grab a golf club and it's a golf club. As soon as I hit somebody with it, it's an assault golf club. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so the whole assault rifle thing. Number one, there's been an assault rifle or uh, uh, assault rifle ban uh, for for forever. Um, even though that's the poorest way to put it, because again, there's no such thing as really an assault weapon. Um, this actually was signed. Uh, the assault weapons ban was in 1994, number one. <laughs> 1994 is when it was signed by Bill Clinton. So there's been a ban on automatic rifles for a long time. So people keep saying we, say we need to take them away. I, I, I've, I've given this example so many times. An AR-15, which, yes, I own, uh, it can do the same amount of damage as my Glock 19, which is a pistol. It's honestly, they function the same, just the other one's bigger, it's scarier. Uh, the only difference is the caliber of the rounds are in it. <laughs> I love the part of this case where they're talking about hollow points. They're talking about hollow point bullets and an AR-15, and even Rittenhouse was like, excuse me, what? Like, uh, I don't think you can buy hollow point uh, AR-15 ammo, but, you know, they, they were calling them exploding rounds and stuff like that, and even the judge was like, okay, there's a big difference when you, know, when you use the word exploding like obviously the the prosecution didn't know what they were talking about. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, with AR-15s, uh, if you walk number one pistols, you can conceal more. Uh, you can actually have extended magazines for pistols as well. You can have thirty round magazines. So when they when they keep talking about how scary ARs are, I don't understand the difference. But you know, I actually believe it's scarier because you you can see someone coming with an AR. You, you can't conceal. You can't stuff it in your pants. And not notice a pistol you can hide in your in your jacket pocket you know your pullover sweatshirt in that big pocket and no one's gonna know and then next thing you know they, they, they just open fire it's just the way it, you know the way i look at things for being you know an avid gun owner and gun gun quote-unquote fanatic but uh continues article for the new york times uh mr rittenhouse was arrested early wednesday in his hometown of antioch which is about 30 minutes southwest of the protest in kenosha just over the state line 
Multiple posts on his social media account proclaimed support for pro-police causes like the Blue Lives Matter movement and Humanize the Badge, a nonprofit that he ran a Facebook fundraiser for on his 16th birthday. Uh, his posts also suggest a strong affinity for guns with videos showing Mr. Rittenhouse taking backyard target practice, posing with guns and assembling a weapon. Nothing illegal about that. I'm not a big fan of posting things about your guns on social media, but that's not illegal. Uh, but many details about both his background and his motivations for walking around Kenosha protests carrying a military-style semi-automatic rifle are still emerging. Uh, before the shootings, about two hours before the first shooting, the producer of a video live stream interviews Mr. Rittenhouse at a Kenosha vehicle dealership. Mr. Rittenhouse is there at the same time as several other armed men. Some of them are positioned on the building's roof overlooking the parking lot where vehicles were burned the day before. In a brief exchange on the live stream, he identifies himself as Kyle. In another interview, Mr. Rittenhouse speaks uh, with Richie McInnes, uh, a video editor for at Daily Caller, a conservative news and opinion site. Uh, I like how it's called an opinion site. Uh, Mr. Rittenhouse says that he's there to protect the business. He calls it his job, although there's no indication that he was asked to guard the site. Later, he claims to another videographer that he was pepper sprayed uh, by someone in a nearby crowd while protecting the property. In most of the footage, the Times has reviewed from before the shootings. Mr. Rittenhouse is around this is, is around this area. He also offers medical assistance to protesters. Uh, about 15 minutes before the first shooting, a police officer drive past Mr. Rittenhouse and the other armed civilians who claim to be protecting the dealership and offer water water out for appreciation. Uh, Mr. Rittenhouse walks into the police vehicle carrying his rifle and talks with the officers. He eventually leaves the dealership and is barred by, by the police from returning. Six minutes later, the footage shows Mr. Rittenhouse being chased by an unknown group of people into the parking lot of another dealership several blocks away. The first shooting... While Mr. Rittenhouse is being pursued by the group, an, an unknown gunman fires into the air, though it is unclear why. The weapon's muzzle flash appears in the footage filmed at the scene. Mr. Rittenhouse turns to, towards the sound of gunfire as another pursuer lunges towards him from the same direction. Mr. Rittenhouse then opens fire four times and appears to shoot the man in the head. Uh, that's He's talking about Rosenbaum. Now, I am not a... Oh, I gotta be careful when I say this. Uh, I'm not a fan of bringing up somebody's criminal past to justify um, them getting shot um, or anything anything like that. But, but, uh, Rosenbaum is trying to be treated, he, the whole time they tried to treat Rosenbaum as a saint, as a, as a true on victim while he was trying to chase and, and, and he was, t you know, number one, there's video you can see of him saying the N word multiple times that night. Um, and this guy is wider than I am, uh, constantly saying the N word. He is a convicted, uh, child rapist who's been multiple times accused and tried and charged on, on child sex acts. Um, he's a level three offender. He would never keep his registration up with Megan's law, all this other kind of stuff. The guy was a piece of crap. I'm sorry. Um, but this is crazy how they try and they try and make him out to be like a saint. They try and make they try and make him out like he was a perfect human being that wasn't doing anything wrong, and here we are. You have video of him constantly saying the n word as a white man, and here we you know he as he gets shot is being called racism. I find it I find it absolutely hilarious uh, the way people try and spin these things. But uh, the second shooting this is again New York Times. Mr. Rittenhouse seems to make a phone call and then flees the scene. Several people chase him, some shouting, that's the shooter, that's the shooter, get his ass, get his ass. 
As Mr. Rittenhouse is running, he trips and falls on the ground. He fires four shots as three people rush towards him. One person appears to be hit in the chest and falls to the ground. Another, who is carrying a handgun, is hit in the arm and runs away. Mr. Rittenhouse's gunfire is mixed in with the sound of at least 16 other gunshots that ring out during this time. Uh, police respond, and I'm going to get back to that in a minute. You notice that they left a lot out during that during that paragraph right there. I'll get back to that in a second. Uh, police response. As this happens, police vehicle is just one block away, stationary during the gunfire. Mr. Rittenhouse walks with his hands up towards the police vehicles. Bystanders call out to the officers that he just shot people. The police drive by him without stopping on their way to assist the victims. That is complete crap. Um, after the shootings, local officials announced the 7 p.m. curfew would continue until Sunday. And Wisconsin's governor, Tony Evers, said he was sending hundreds more members of the state's National Guard to Kenosha. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the art article right there. But I'm going to debunk two things right here. Uh, the second shooting, when he talks about, uh, I like how it's very brief. And it says, oh, he's running. He trips to the ground and he fires four shots at three people that rush towards him. Um he falls to the ground, is true. Then one man tries to stomp on his head and misses. The other one tries to hit him in the head with a skateboard and, and misses. That's when that, that guy gets shot right in the chest. Um, you see him like literally take three or four steps and fall to the ground. As the next one uh, comes up with his handgun pointed at him and he shoots him in the arm, and, and basically the only reason he didn't get shot was because he basically almost blew his arm off so he couldn't control the, his arm. And then he gets up and runs towards the police. Um, trying to sit here and say that he was running trips and falls and then he just opens fire. Like that That sounds like, it, it makes it sound like he just fell and just started shooting. He didn't start shooting until he was being attacked. He fell for, and he was on the ground for a good four or five seconds as one man tried to jump on his head. And then the second one, I, I believe... It's hard to tell in the video, but I believe he actually fired a shot at the first guy trying to jump on him and missed. That's what made the that's what made the guy run away. But then the second guy that almost hit him in the head with the skateboard, which again is assault with a deadly weapon, if he would have connected with that shot, um, he ultimately gets shot in the chest. And the second guy points his gun at him. It's clear self defense. It, it, that's all it falls into. It's clear self defense. Uh, the and then the police response where he says, oh, the police drive right by him without stopping. No, the first vehicle was slowed down near him. He said, and he literally tells the cop that he he, he just shot two guys in, or three guys in self-defense. And then that, that cop takes off towards where he sees the guys laying down. The cop right that's driving right behind him stops and they get out with Rittenhouse right then and there. Now, from then on, we don't really know where he went. Did he get in the cop car? Did they, did they, did they let him go? As far as I'm aware, that that cop that cop took him because he just shot three. You know, and people were like, "Oh, well, if it was a black guy with a gun, they would have shot." Dude, the gun was was behind his back with his hands up. You wouldn't get shot for that. I don't care what color you are. Um, but yeah, the, obviously, this article that just comes out it, it paints a a different picture of what actually happened, especially when you have everything on video. You know, everything in this case is on video and it's, it's, you know, it's all right there for you to see. It's kind of, it's kind of scary seeing certain people who obviously did not watch the trial, did not watch the evidence, did not watch the witnesses, did not watch anything. 
if you were a juror on that case, you are going by the law. You're not going by the court of public opinion. You are not going by your political beliefs. You're not going by um, anything. You're going by what the law states. So in, in closing, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get super far into this. Um, in closing, do I think he should have been there? Absolutely not. Terrible idea. Totally stupid. I don't care if it's your hometown. I don't care what's going on. You saw what happened the nights before. You saw it was not, again, it was not a protest. Many of these, these quote unquote rallies and all this other stuff, they are not protests. They are riots. They are riots, and which is why I've called out the hypocrisy of people who allowed our, our country to burn last year in 2020. And then they still are talking about in November of 2021 about January 6th, the Capitol building as a, you know, you want to call one a riot, one a protest. And I, they're, they're all riots. Don't get me wrong. Capitol building was so stupid and ridiculous. And I, it's annoying, but it's so funny how we watch our, our, our country burn and buildings burn, businesses burn. You know, you're, you're having, you know, this is why I've talked, I've talked about this before. I'm not a family. You know, black lives matter has been taking, taken over by a radical group. The whole reason that black lives matter started in the first place and the original founders have abandoned it as well because of what it's turned into. It's not about, you know, equality anymore. It's about destruction. It's been taken over by a radical group, which is very sad to see because they had a good message when they first came out. But you should not be at these riots. You should not be out there. You should not be combating with these people. They're all there nowadays before they're, they're, they're actual, like they, they were actually protesting and just having their voice be heard. These are people that are out there who want to hurt you plain and simple. They want to hurt you. That's what, that's what they keep doing. I've seen it time and time again, people go out there and they're, they're trying to be peaceful and they're, they're, but it's like, why, why would you go out there and combat with the other side and then have something happen um, like like this? But no, you should not be out there. You should not be combating with these people. You should be staying home. Uh, Kyle Brittenhouse made a stupid decision going out there. Even though he did say that he didn't want to hold a gun, um, they made him hold a gun. Thank God they did. You still shouldn't have been out there. I mean, I do believe, in my own personal opinion, I do believe if he didn't have a gun, uh probably nothing would have happened because that's the, that's what started the whole thing was just Rosenbaum seeing him with a gun and uh, just seeing him with the gun was what provoked him. Now uh, the, I can't remember the second guy's name. I'll look it up here. Uh, so you had, you know, Joseph Rosenbaum, who's the most notable name on there because he spent 13 years in prison uh, but then the second guy that was shot was Anthony Huber, who we don't really know much about. Uh, they didn't really want him to his great aunt to speak at the trial because they were trying to paint him as a saint the same way that they didn't didn't allow them to bring up J Joseph Rosenbaum's uh, criminal history because they didn't, and I agree again. I just I just said I don't I don't think that you should be I don't think that you should be um, taking someone's criminal past. And using it as evidence, you know, like they said, you know, even though I, <laughs> I do believe his his criminal past is horrid. It it doesn't automatically make it okay to openly shoot somebody, right? Uh, but they he he spent 13 years in prison for child sex acts and stuff like that. So he they they believe he was trying to steal his gun because he couldn't possess his own. But that's the same thing with uh, Gage Gross uh, Grosskurtz. That's the guy that got shot in the arm. 
a lot of people keep bringing up the fact that uh, he shouldn't, you know, oh, he crossed state lines with a gun, which is not true. He owned the gun illegally. Not true. Uh, Grosskirtz, who got shot in the arm for pointing a gun at him, actually is has a criminal past and is not legally allowed to own a firearm. So he's actually, after this whole case, he's actually have, having to go to court to answer for that, that gun charge because he was not legally allowed to own a gun. So why did you have one? Which ultimately led to you being shot. So that, you know, that's, that's just the facts. That's just the facts on that one. So, you know, but again, these guys, they got, they got shot. I don't understand in, in closing how they keep trying to spin this as white supremacy. Oh, if he, he's only, he only got off because he was white. To me, it's just plain ignorance. People that didn't pay attention to the facts, people that didn't pay attention to, um, to the trial, to the witnesses, to the alibis, plain and simple. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what, what ethnicity you are. The fact of the matter is, just seeing the video alone, just seeing the video alone shows, in my opinion, self-defense. Uh, he wasn't at, you know, he wasn't out there purposely wanting to shoot people and stuff like that. He was in a bad spot, you know, with a gun that provokes people and, and the gun itself provokes people. He wasn't out there provoking people. The gun itself was provoking people, people like I, I, being a gun owner, I know how people people are around guns that don't like guns. People like will see one and instantly just have this fear or like anger towards it. Um, I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus, but I have my own certain family members who have seen like I brought I took my dad to the shooting range one time and I showed up at the house with my gun case and I was showing my dad my gun, which was unloaded. You know, I am strict on safety and stuff like that. It wasn't loaded or anything like that. And it's just sitting in the box. Nobody touching it. And one of my family members was like super afraid. Oh, my God. Why is there a gun in the house? Holy crap. Oh, it's going to jump out of the box and shoot me pretty much. You know, that's, that's the way they were acting. They didn't say that. But it was like it's just sitting there in the box. Me, me and my dad are going to the gun range. My dad doesn't really go shooting that much. He's not a, he's not a big gun guy. But uh, I took him to the shooting range and. You know, I'm very strict when it comes to safety, when it comes to guns. Like, you know, that's just the way you have to be. But you should not be out in a war zone with one. Whether you're 17 years old, whether you're 35 years old, you shouldn't. I'm sorry, you shouldn't be there. Especially, like, yes, the cops were very thankful for them, right? They gave them water and this and that, which is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I don't I don't even understand why that's even an argument, right? Um, But, but with that being said... You know, if you knew the cops abandoned patrolling the streets and were only on the outskirts, why would you go in there? I just don't. That's one thing I don't I don't agree with. I don't get. But at the same time, it's not illegal. What he what they did was not illegal. Um, But yeah, the, the whole argument with him, him not being allowed to have an AR-15. But yeah, you, you don't want to discuss that one of the guys that got shot illegally held a firearm. We don't even want to talk about that is what gets really frustrating. It gets really frustrating uh, with people. And that's why I don't go at it with people on social media. I don't. I don't really post anything. I think I only posted on Twitter, like uh, not guilty. Uh, I didn't. You know, everyone knew how I, how I stood on it, pretty much. But I wasn't trying to rub it in anybody's faces or other stuff like that. I was, just, I was just happy to see this kid get his life back. Now, um, there's one thing that we're gonna see. Um, uh, <laughs> we're going to see just like if you guys remember the story of Nicholas Sandman, uh, who was absolutely, 
uh, you know, the, the, the defamation cases you're going to see come out of this are, are absolutely insane. So Nick, Nicholas Sandman uh, was at a uh, like a uh, an Indian tribal uh, protest or whatever, you know, give us back our land and all that usual stuff. Um, Nicholas Sandman was standing there. He had a Make America Great Again hat on and was just standing there. In the videos that they released, he was just standing there with a smile on his face while an Indian man was in his face banging a drum and yelling at him. He never said a word, not a word. And they were dragging him as a 16-year-old through the mud, a white supremacist, racist. Uh, he was provoking them. This, the, the, blah, blah, blah. He sued CNN for about $200 million. Let me repeat that again. $200 million, give or take. And last night I was able to read, he won $170 million for defamation. And that was nowhere near as bad as what they did to Kyle Rittenhouse. Kyle Rittenhouse has, he can sue CNN, MSNBC, for their months and months, over a year of calling him white supremacist, uh, racist, de you know, straight defamation. But on top of that, he could sue Joe Biden himself for putting his picture on Twitter and calling him a white supremacist. He can sue LeBron James for all the things that he said about him. The, li the list goes on and on and on. That <laughs> We're going to see a lot. A lot of Kyle Rittenhouse defamation cases coming out, and this kid's never gonna have to work a day in his life, that's for sure. And of course, it's gonna be spun as because he's white and blah blah blah. Uh, people are saying that he should be tried again. Just so you guys are aware, Kyle Rittenhouse cannot be tried again. The victims' families can sue in civil court, but they if 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 he if he won his trial, if he won his trial, you're not gonna be able to get him. You're not gonna be able to win your civil suit against him. So. As far as I know, they're not even going to try that. But there's a lot more I can get into. But that's basically the gist of it, guys. Uh, you know, people can have their own opinion on it. That's fine. That's, that's you know, you're right as a human being and American. You have the right to freedom of speech. But at the end of the day, uh, the jury spoke. The evidence spoke. The video spoke. So the whole going back and forth. It, there, there's no need for you guys to get into it with anybody. Even if you guys want to DM me and tell me I'm stupid about, you know, my opinions on this whole thing, that's fine. I'm not going to respond back to him. It's just honestly, it, it's got to the point where uh, I've talked about it before. Right? No one can agree to disagree, right? I have friends and family who have posted on this whole thing saying that if you think that he's not guilty, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're also racist, blah, blah, blah. I just sit there and laugh and move on with my day. Plain and simple. Uh, if you believe that he was guilty... I just shrug my shoulders at it and say, hey, the jury made the right decision. Good thing you weren't on the jury. Uh, that's basically the way I look at it. It is what it is. So anyways, guys, make sure you guys uh, go check out Artesian Builds. They sponsor this show now. They sponsor the streams when we, when we finally come back. So Artesian, you know, we're working on something really cool. I can't wait to show you guys. It's going to be a couple months before we finally get it done. But Artesian Builds, you know, next time you want to upgrade your PC or get a new PC customized, you can even, you know, get your logo engraved on the glass and stuff like that. Artesianbills.com. Make sure you guys use code Glock9, G-L-0-C-K-N-9-N-E. And make sure you use it to get up to $200 off of your order. And they also sell more than computers, guys. Go check it out. Um, we've gotten a lot of reviews on Apple. 
which has been amazing. We're at like, last I checked, we're at like 40 likes, uh, five star reviews on Apple. So I really do appreciate the support, guys. If you guys listen on Spotify with an iPhone, make sure you guys go, go follow on, on Apple and go leave a review. I greatly appreciate it. But as always, guys, have a great rest of your week. As always, stay safe, stay blessed, and I'll see you on the next episode. Hopefully it's not a political one, <laughs> but we'll see you on the next episode, guys. Peace.